Welcome to Zikaik Podcast. We would like to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that the Word of the Lord would inspire you and build your relationship with Him and your relationship with the people around you. A pleasant morning to everyone. I think I really need to remove my mask kasi medyo nagnanamb yung head kong kulang ng oxygen na pumapasok, especially if I speak. So, I need to remove it. We would like to welcome every one of you. For a long time, we were not able to congregate. And I know I, and believe that we miss coming to church already. I believe uh, we desire that we would really congregate and gather and just be with each other to worship the living God. I would like also to greet those who are watching us online. I believe even especially the senior citizens. Uh, yesterday, the deacons had a meeting and we decided to really follow the rules set by the government so that we will not be able, we will not be compromising the health of our senior citizens and those who belong to ages 20 and below and those who are pregnant and having other physical problems. I believe that you understand why we have this uh, policy. First and foremost, we do that because we don't like to compromise your health. And secondly, we, would we don't like to compromise the testimony of the church before the state. Ayaw nating matawag na matigas ang ulo ng alliance kasi we bring the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we abide with the rules and that is why we... We are, I know, we, we just allowed, we just asked you to stay home. And I believe the comfort that we could get out of this situation is that the presence of our God is not limited in this sanctuary. Just as God is here with us while we worship and honor Him, He is there with you while you are watching this online worship service. Just as how He can feel us here in the sanctuary with His Holy Spirit. He is also filling your hearts and lives with His Holy Spirit while you are joining us in this worship service. And so, let us all unite our hearts, whether you are here physically or you are watching online, we are one in the Lord as we worship Him this morning. Shall we open our Bibles in the book of Luke, chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, verses 29 to 35. I'll repeat. Luke chapter 7, verses 29 to 35. It says here, I'll read from the New American Standard Bible. When all the people and the tax collectors heard this, they acknowledged God's justice, having been baptized with the baptism of John. But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected God's purpose for themselves, not having been baptized by John. To what then shall I compare the men of this generation, and what are they like? They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another, and they say, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not weep. For John the Baptist has come, eating no bread and drinking no wine, and you say he has a demon. The Son of Man has come, eating and drinking, and you say, Behold, 
a glutinous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, yet wisdom is vindicated by all his children. I will repeat verse 35. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all his children. May the good Lord bless us upon the reading of his words. Recently, we bought a pine tree, just a small pine tree. It was given to us at a very friendly price because the one who sold to us that plant is also an alliance member, part of an alliance church here in Zamboanga. And so he recognized us that we belong to an alliance church also. So we were given a very favorable price. My wife brought it home and then she transferred it to the pot. When she did it, transferred it to the pot, she noticed that it does not stand so straightly. Meaning to say, we wanted to see the pine tree so straight, erected there at the pot, and yet the pine tree doesn't stand straightly. It does not conform to our desired erection. We wanted it straight, but it does not conform. And so my mother advised my wife, why don't you put a stick and tie it with a stick so that it will conform to your desired structure? You know what? The text that we read here, it shows us a contrast between two sets of people. One abided, one conformed to the, de to the ways and wisdom of God, but the other group did not conform to what God desires. And so we will delve into that, but let us look at the bigger story first. What was happening back then? Jesus, along with John the Baptist, they were preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. Thus, the people needed to repent. That was the message that they preached that time. So this time, Jesus went to a town called Nain. Before he arrived and entered the gate, he saw that there was a group of people coming out of the town, passing through the gate also. So they met there outside of the gate. What happened was Jesus noticed that this was a funeral service. They were probably heading towards the cemetery. And so when Jesus noticed it, he saw the mother of that dead person, a young boy. And this mother was a widow. The text tells us that Jesus knew her, that she's a widow. We don't know how he found it out. We don't know how he found out that it was the mother also. But Jesus identified her as the mother. And so after identifying her as the mother, the text would tell us that he went to her wanting to comfort her. And so he went up to the dirge, the dirge, uh, I mean the bear. Bear is a, an instrument that they put on the dead body na kinikeri ng mga tao. So Jesus went up to the bear and then he looked at the dead person and called him back to life. And so this boy came back to life and the rest of the people outside that gate saw everything that happened. Some of those individuals who saw what happened were John the Baptist's disciples. And so they went to John the Baptist and reported to him, you know, John, you know, something happened outside of the gate of Nain. We saw it with our two eyes. What was that? Jesus was there and he raised this boy back to life. And so John the Baptist said, really? Why don't you go back to Jesus and I want you to ask him, is he the one that we have been waiting for? 
Is he the Messiah? Or we needed to wait for someone else to come. And so the disciples left and went to Jesus. When they arrived there, they asked him, Jesus, we were sent by John. We are here to ask you, are you the one? Are you the Messiah that we have been waiting for? And then Jesus said, you saw the deaf were given back their hearing. You saw the blind giving back, given back their ability to see again. Those who cannot stand were given the strength so that they can stand again. And the dead were given back, were led back to life again. And then so these two disciples of John went back to him and the rest of the people heard it. But listen, in that crowd were mixed individuals. Individuals who submitted to the baptism of John and individuals who refused to submit to John's baptism. Individuals who heard and accepted and received the message of John, which is repent for the kingdom is at hand, and individuals who rejected that message. Surprisingly, the text would give us the idea, if you look at verse 29, it would give us the idea that those individuals that probably we would look at as unlikely to receive the message of John are those individuals who receive it and believe in it. Verse 29, when all the people and the tax collectors heard this, take note, all the people and the tax collectors, this is a group that, are, that is considered sinners in the society. The tax collectors are considered and perceived as the most of those who are liars. They are considered to be real sinners in the society. And yet, these tax collectors along with these people that is mentioned here in verse 29, they heard the message of John and they receive it, they believe in it. And they submitted for water baptism. On the other hand, here comes another group. Verse 31. But, take note of the word but, it gives us a contrasting idea to what was stated earlier. Look at verse 31. Uh, 30, I mean. But the Pharisees and the lawyers. Now, who are these Pharisees and the lawyers? They are considered to be ministers in the temple, not necessarily serving as priests, but individuals who knew so much the Torah. Individuals who are acquainted with the words of God. They are supposed to be those individuals who would hear the message of John and believe in it, but these are the people who rejected the message of John the Baptist and thus refused to submit for water baptism. You see, these individuals rejected the wisdom of God. But these people and the tax collectors who are considered to be sinners, they are the ones who conform to the will of God. These people, the Pharisees and the lawyers, are the ones who did not conform to the will of God. Just like that pine tree that we have in the house. We wanted it straight, but it has its own way of standing, so hindi siya straight. These people here on this side did not conform to what God desires. And that is why let us look at the parable. This is a continuation actually of what I preached last Sunday. Because last Sunday I mentioned that we will be discussing, starting last Sunday, we will be discussing about parables that are common in the books of Matthew and Luke. And so today we will be looking at the second parable that is common 
in the books of Matthew and Luke. And that parable was stated in verse 31, beginning with verse 31. It says there, Jesus said this, To what then shall I compare the men of this generation? And what are they like? Now listen to the parable. A very brief story or illustration. They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another and they say, We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not weep. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We sung the dirge and you did not weep. That is the exact parable or the illustration that Jesus stated here in this passage. What does it mean by that? Take note, when you try to understand a parable, do not understand that brief story or illustration by itself. Always take note that that is an illustration of a bigger idea in the bigger story. And so Jesus, when we look at the text, it tells us that he is likening that generation. What is that particular generation? That generation who rejected the wisdom of God. And so he's pertaining about this group of people who rejected the wisdom of God, who did not conform to the will of God. They are like these children in the marketplace. I read commentators' statements like Craig Keener's um, IVP commentary in the book of Luke, and I found out that he mentioned that in the marketplaces back then, it was a common place where children would play. And like in our time today, if you stay in a subdivision, there is always a lot allotted for, uh, for a playground, for a recreation, for the villagers or the homeowners or the occupants of the subdivision to mingle with each other, to fellowship with each other. There is always a portion like that in a subdivision. But back then in those days, they don't have something like that. If the children would like to play, they had to go to the marketplace and meet each other there. And so that happened. Children were there in the marketplace Probably some of their parents were buying some stuff. Some of their parents were selling something, doing transactions in the marketplace. That was the scenario. There were a lot of people and children were there. And there are two groups of children mentioned here. One is those children are shouting at each other and they are inviting each other to play something. That is why I entitled this message, Play My Game. Because these children in the marketplace are inviting each other to play a game. One group of these children said, We play the flute for you, and you did not dance. The other group of children said, We sung the dirge, but you did not weep. Now, this is a pretend game. In those days, children, even in our time today, children would like to play pretend games. And I believe you experienced that too. Who among of you here remember when you were still a child, you watched a, for those who are quite advanced in age already, you watched the movie of Lito Lapid and then after which you acted as if you are him. Or you watched the movie of Fernando Po Jr. and then you punched like him also after you watched the movie. Who among of you here when you were still a little boy, you watched Superman and then after watching, you went inside your room, you got your towel or your blanket and you tied it on your neck and then you ran around and flew as if you are Superman. A pretend game. We, we experience inviting each other, magbahay-bahayan tayo, or maglaro tayo ng ganito. We played some roles. Some of us would just get a stick, put an eyeglasses on our eyes, and then 
point the stick on the wall. And then we already pretend to be a teacher. Some of us would wear something white and pretend that we are a doctor. Some of us would get a hard hat and pretend that we are engineers or something, someone who constructs, constructs something. We play pretend games. Back then, these children were playing pretend games. But it's quite bizarre because when you look at these games that they were playing, they were playing two scenarios, pretend games based on two scenarios. The first one is wedding. So naglalaro sila, pretend games na isang wedding event. They play the flute, they dance, they celebrate with joy. On the other hand, it's quite bizarre to think that children would play pretend game based on a scenario of a funeral. Itong, we play the dirge and whip. Because these children saw these two events back then as attended by many people, wedding and funeral. So yun yung nakikita nila, yun yung ginagaya nila. Pag funeral, funeral tayo. It's quite bizarre. I haven't seen children playing pretend games based on a funeral service. A wedding pasiguro. So this was the scenario in the marketplace. One of the children's group said, we, we, let's play a pretend game. We want to play a wedding ceremony pretend game. We will play the flute. We will be happy about it. And you know what the other groups of children, group of children said? We don't like that game. We like to play the funeral pretend game. So probably this group assigned some individuals already and said, you be the bride, you will be the groom, he will be the bearer of this uh, stuff, he will be the officiating minister. They assigned already, and that is why they are inviting the other children to join them. But this group of children didn't like the pretend game based on marriage scenario. They wanted the funeral scenario. And they have assigned probably someone already, you be the dead person. He will be the officiating minister. You will be the one crying, okay? A professional crying lady. They have assigned already, and that is why they're saying, why don't you join us? And what happened next is this. I believe those parents here, if you have children in the house, you saw them playing. One child invites the other. But what happens is this. This child is inviting something, inviting a, a, a brother or a sister to play with him or her about a certain game. But the other child would say, no, I don't like that game. I don't like that game. This is the game that I like. Why don't you play with me? And the other person would say, I don't like that game. Why don't you play my game? You see the scenario here. I don't like that game because I want you to play my game. That was the illustration that was used by God, by Jesus, to pertain to that generation. And what happens next is this. If two children are inviting each other to play their game and no one gives in, no one conforms to it, what happens? They will be annoyed at each other. And the next thing that would happen is this. They would begin criticizing the game of that person. I have seen that with my children. One person would say, let's play this thing. And the other one would say, no, I don't like to play that. After saying, I don't, play, I don't like to play that, they become annoyed with each other already. This person would say, that game is not nice. So the person now begins to criticize the game of the other. And the other would say, you know, if this game is not nice, yours is really horrible. And they would 
exchange words as each other, and later, later, they would start, they would start pointing the arrow no longer at the game, but on the person. Pangit ka kasi. Hindi ikaw mas pangit ka. I have heard that with my children. That happens. And that is the scenario that Jesus Christ is bringing out here before these people who are listening to them because there are two groups of people, those individuals who conform to the wisdom of God and those individuals who rejected, who did not conform the wisdom of God. And he is likening this story to these people because... They wanted John the Baptist to dance with their music. They wanted Jesus to dance with their music. But Jesus and John the Baptist were doing something else because they were preaching to them the message of repentance. And thus God wanted all of those people to join God's music, to play God's game. But they have their own way of one. They have their own desire and they wanted even God to join them. That's the problem that is displayed here. And there is a fascinating statement that they have, they, there is a very um, horrible statement that they mention about John the Baptist. Look at verse 30, 32, uh, 33. For John the Baptist has come eating no bread and drinking no wine and drinking, and, and you say he has a demon. John the Baptist lived a very ascetic life. And here comes another statement about Jesus. The son of man pertaining to Jesus has come eating and drinking. And you say, behold, a glutinous man, a glutinous man and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and a sinners. John lived a very ascetic life. Jesus lived a life with fellowship, with a community. Not among the two of these, not, not one among these two people that they accepted. Because they wanted both of them to play their game. And here comes a knowledge that Jesus uttered in verse 35. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. Who should dance the music of that, the other? Who should play the game? Who should conform? Should it be these individuals who insisted their own wisdom? Or God? Who says, this is the wisdom that I have conformed to this. And what happened next? Jesus' statement would give us the idea who is to be followed. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all his children. Don't get me wrong. This is not supporting the idea of Machiavelli. If some of you are familiar with Machiavelli, he's the one who said the end justifies the means. Okay? That statement is different from the idea here because when you look at the idea here, it gives us a sense that the characteristic, the characteristic of that, that object points or tells a lot about its origin. For example, the characteristic of this fruit would tell us a lot where did it come from. That is why, kung panahon ng lansones, you ask the person who's selling it, where did this come from? They would say, Kamigin, sir, Kamigin. Why? Because it is perceived that all lanzones from Kamigin, matamis. Durian. San galing to? Davao, sir. 
Why? Because there is a perception that all durian coming from Dabao are delicious. So the product, the characteristic of that product would tell a lot where it came from. Kaya nga pag sinabi mo, may sus ako, binibenta ko, pagpunta ka sa yung Sambuanga uh, barter community, I, don't, I know you are familiar with that. Many of you are familiar. Kung nagbibenta na ng maraming, ay nag, nag-gather na ng maraming plants si misis mo sa bahay, malamang part niya ng barter community online kasi ipagpapalit niya yon. Pero pag may nakita ka doong product, shoes, US made, right away in our mind, we would say that ah, this is a good shoes. Why? Because it came from the US. So in our perception now, the origin and the object itself are very connected to each other that this product would tell a lot about where it came from. And that is the point here. It is not the Machiavelli thing that the end justifies the means, but the product would tell a lot about its origin. And what Jesus is saying is this. You don't like to dance with our music. We don't like to dance with your music too. But what is essential is this. The product of that wisdom, either your wisdom or God's wisdom, the product of that wisdom would tell a lot what, what one, which one is better. And then the idea here is the wisdom, that wisdom is vindicated by all her children. Meaning to say, those individuals who conform to the wisdom of God are product of God. Those individuals who did not conform to God's wisdom are product by their own understanding. Which is better? The characteristics of that product would tell a lot. Which is better? Kaya, these people who conform to the, to the wisdom of God, they are filled by the Spirit of God. And because they are filled by the Spirit of God, the characteristics of God is displayed in the, are displayed in the lives of these people. I appreciate you for coming here. Your desire to come here is a manifestation that you adhere and conform to the wisdom of our God. Because if you do not adhere to the wisdom of God, you don't care. You won't care coming here. Mantapon pa kumigo alya? You see? We do not adhere. But we, since we came here, meaning to say we conform to the wisdom of God, we, are, we have the Spirit in our hearts because this is one thing, one thing that I have observed and I believe strongly. Those who conform to the wisdom of God are transformed, gradually transformed into the likeness of Christ through the power and presence of the Spirit of God. That is why your character, your characteristics are God's proofs that His wisdom is a lot better than the wisdom of this world. I remember when we were still ser- I was still serving as the National Youth Director of Kamakop, we were sent to a place to teach pastors how to make disciples. And then one of those places that we visited, there were individuals na nagpaturo. And then after which, they were sent to the community, and then a few, after a few months, we went back there and listened to their testimonies. One of them mentioned this pastor. We shared the gospel to this guy who is considered to be a very notorious in the community. He is considered to be a thief, 
nagnanakaw, naninilip sa CR ng mga babae, very harsh sa mga babae, sa mga matatanda. This guy, when he heard the gospel, he accepted Christ. And we made a follow-up on him, and we believe that the Spirit of God rested in him, and that transformed this person. You know what happened next? This guy turned out to be a preacher of the gospel in that community. First time they heard him, they did not believe. But later, they realized that this guy experienced a genuine transformation because his life showed the presence of the Spirit of God in his life. And that is why when he preached the gospel, people will now listen. Why? Because there is a proof of God's wisdom that has transformed the life of this person. Your life is God's proof that his wisdom is better than the wisdom of this world. And I appreciate you for coming here because that's one of the manifestations. And even those who are watching with us, even if you were not able to come here, the fact that you are hungry for the Word of God, that's one of the manifestations that God's wisdom is in you and that you conform to that wisdom of God. And after this service, you will be sent back to your respective community. And my prayer and desire that you will become a doxology of God's wisdom that people in the world will come to know Jesus because they see your life. What a beautiful scenario it may be that when you go home and you mingle with your unbelieving family members and they would come to know Jesus and they would say, you know what? It was hard for me to believe about that Jesus thing, about the scriptures, but because I see it in your life, then I believe in him right now. I have heard many testimonies of spouses whose partner is not a believer, but for many years of living together, they showed to them the life of under God's wisdom. The partner was convinced later because of what the person saw in that believer of the Lord Jesus. You, you see, your life is a proof that God's wisdom is better than the wisdom of this world. And that is why instead of insisting our way, instead of inviting God to dance with our music and play with our game, let us join Him instead. Because what He thinks is a lot better than what we think. His plan is a lot better than our own plans. Don't resist His vision, His plan, His work in your life. Because I believe when you go back there, God is sending each one of you, even in the midst of this calamity. It's sad to think about this situation right now. But you know what? This situation should never stop God's children from living out their lives carrying the wisdom of God in your day-to-day -day testimony. Because one of the days to come, who knows, when everything is back already that we could go come back to church regardless of the ages of your condition, that we can come back already, those people in your office will be able to come with us already. Those family members who were not believers before will come back and worship with us already. Because they would see your life as a proof of God's wisdom. It is my prayer that we would live our lives for Him because it is only through that that we will conform to the will of God and we will be transformed into the likeness 
of Christ. Go to the world. Go back to the community where you belong. Go back to your home. Go back to your workplace with that in mind. I am, I am a proof of God's wisdom. It is my prayer that the community where we belong, God will transform that community because you are there. You know, today it's a communion Sunday. And the very reason why we experience this beauty of life in Christ is because Jesus died on the cross. That is the greatest display of God's wisdom. Because as far as human wisdom is concerned, for people to be right with God, you have to work and do something so that you will be accepted. That's a normal, that's a norm that we have. Like for example, in the house, you get some trouble with your parents. What do you do? You try to do things so that he will appreciate it, they will appreciate it, and your relationship will be mended. But it's not the way for us to be right with God. God's wisdom is this. You cannot be right with me. You cannot earn that status of becoming righteous before my eyes. You cannot do that. But God said this, according to his wisdom, I'll send my son because his life is sufficient to become a sacrifice for you. In that way, you will become acceptable to me. You see the wisdom of our God. And so today we are given this chance to remember what Jesus Christ did on the cross and to commit our lives to become his instruments of grace. O oh Lord, our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. For the wisdom that you have displayed on the cross, for the transformation, transforming power of the Holy Spirit that we experience. Your children are here. All of us, we conform to your will. And we pray that our lives would display the fruits and the characteristic of that wisdom in you. Lord, send your people back to their community. Empower them with your spirit. Transform their community because they are there and their lives are serving as testimonies of the wisdom that you have. Thank you. Thank you for this opportunity that you have made us not only recipients of your blessings, but you have made us channels of your blessings that the world out there would come to know of the wisdom in Christ and would come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because our lives have displayed the wisdom of God. Thank you. And we bless your name for who you are. And everybody will say to God, Amen and Amen. To God be all the glory. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. You may now be seated.